Magneto Funky, number 162. It's Memorial Day, Monday, May 25th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Uh, it's a few weeks after the last show, and I've had that cabin fever thing going where, you know, two or three days kind of blurred together, and I had to check the timestamp on my photos to get back in sync. Yeah, the lockdown that's being forcefully lifted or never really followed at all in the red states is extending the first, and yeah, I said first, tsunami wave of poorly counted infections and deaths. Uh, what, are we looking at, what, 160, 170,000 dead by Labor Day? Meanwhile, I discovered that I'm living in one of the city's few hot zones, right on the border between South of Market and the Mission. But, hey, we finally have tests available. And after two months of shelter in place, science has a bit of good news in the midst of all the deaths Wall Street couldn't care less about. Oh, also meanwhile, the music is a small, short sampling of Bay Area local rock. Now you're the master, give it a master, total disaster, I want a new master. Okay, that was Master Disaster by Double Plus All Right, the previously featured, yeah, it's been a while, a three-piece outfit in West Oakland. That's Nick, Jackson, and Chris. And among their keywords that I had down their page, I like the one Blitz Pop. And I uh, got one other number coming up later. Some nice hard guitar this time out, because I haven't played no hard guitar in a while. Okay, this is a laid-back, and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly, yeah right, uh, international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics, with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page, 
is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Well, okay. In grid theory, and just like before, uh, doing biker stuff first. After the show, I started playing around with the 14 by 16 foot Baker Bivy design and thinking through how fiddly the damn thing would be setting up, say, at sunset or maybe an hour past sunset with anywhere from like two to six tent poles being involved and how complicated breaking that whole thing down would be in the morning. Now, I imagine the design is best suited for boondocking in one spot for like a week or so, not day to day. Even leaving the big tarp intact and not cutting it into a box shape cuts down on sleeping and cooking space. Well, plus the issue that I'd have to set up camp first, then deploy the big tarp while trying not to step completely all on the sleeping bag and the cooking gear. No, completely bass backwards. So now I'm going to reserve that Baker Bivy for hunker down camping, if I ever find myself in snow, and leaning towards the two tarp condo tent layout that I got from uh, Lonnie at that YouTube channel, Far North Bushcraft and Survival. It's a great channel, too. Now, he demonstrated how even a small setup using a pair of like 8 by 10 foot tarps and tent stakes and one tent pole gives you a freestanding structure that sets up in minutes and would accommodate two adults, their gear, and a dog. So it most likely should fit my setup of just a bike and a cargo trailer. Uh, he said bigger tarps work better. So I will try a couple 10 by 12 foot tarps with grommets every three feet on that 12 foot side. And a few days later, in fact, I think it was last Tuesday, uh, my sleeping pad and 10 aluminum tent stakes came in from the REI, uh, allowing me to custom fit the big roll to the handlebar sling uh, with a little bit more duct tape securing the big two inch wide uh, belts. The pad itself weighs about 14 ounces, though it is a big sucker. Well, next, I got a length of two inch diameter plumbing PVC and made two three inch standoffs for the sling that clears the whole thing just enough to hold the sling off of the brake levers and the gear shifters, though it still bumps against the cables in front. Now, I found a couple instructables and different bike forum pieces where a few people have used a quarter inch rolled steel rod that you bend it into a support rack shape off the handlebars. Also, meanwhile, I picked up a couple bottles of the yellow heat for fuel from the local O'Reilly's. And as I checked the downtown liquor stores for Everclear, I discovered that the stuff's not even legal in California. Neither the other green alcohol that could work in a pinch. Yeah, Bacardi 151. No, they don't sell that here either. Apparently, no liquor above, I'm guessing, 120 or 130 proof is sold locally. 
Anyway, the last few days, I've been trying to find my two decent tarps locally. Shopping online. Well, for example, the local Ace Hardware store in Haight. I went to their website and it said the items were in stock. Then I ride over and I learned that the local stores have no input whatsoever to what the company website says. So I may have to do that online thing too. San Francisco does not make it easy to buy this kind of non-Arduino, non-Raspberry robot drone type stuff. And Target and Bed Bath & Beyond are not a substitute for a decent, big box, all-purpose hardware store. There is a Lowe's that some people on Yelp downgrade. In particular, they talk much crap about the curbside pickup. All right. Uh, in a bit, more actual lab notes. Okay, back to the stage. Continuing the very short Blitz Pop set with just a couple tunes. Uh, first, Pillow Hugger, another burner by Double Plus All Right. Then, reaching into my pending stack for the albums, uh, Voices by Trez Machine, the previously featured excellent Bay Area Punkadelic Power Trio of Gordon Mack, Brian Kenny, and Kyle Malone. Mm, nice and hard.
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, first off, I don't want to waste a lot of time on President Shithole usual shtick that the corporate media uses for its cookie-cutter narratives to get around reporting that the whole hydroxychloroquine affair is, of course, because he and idiot son-in-law Jared bought a shitload of the drug, along with hoarding masks and other stuff. No, they grabbed all that shit on the down low, and they're going to unload it for a profit no matter what, or not reporting on their abject failure in calling him the goddamn liar, grifter, and constitutional arsonist he actually is. Yeah, California voting by mail is illegal. Yeah, Instead, I'm hopeful that this far into the first wave of infection, we now have over three dozen magic bullet COVID-type treatments in the pipe of clinical tests that are really moving at warp speed. And the best news so far that most people who recover from the virus aren't being reinfected. And if they still test positive, it's because the test can't tell active virus from dead virus or antibodies. And those recovered aren't reinfecting others. Now, they don't know yet if this immune response is permanent or if it fades in a year or so. But it doesn't add on to the worst aspect of the novel virus, the asymptomatic carriers and spreaders. And because of that, when the city started general testing, and they just started general testing, and when I learned that I'm in the damn hot zone, and three, not just one person in my building caught it, and nobody will tell me if numbers two and three died of it either. I made an appointment to get tested this weekend and went yesterday. And I wound up getting that one with the long ass Q-tip that feels like it's poking your brain. Anyway, this is just the basic test. It doesn't see antibodies or if you were previously infected. It's just if you're infected that day. But you know, it's a start. And no, I have no picks because I got chastised for trying. (laughs) Anyway, the latest not quite confirmed info is that some people who've had some strains of the regular flu, which is part of the coronavirus family, may already be immune to COVID-19. Now, this is broad speculation from just a couple scientific papers. But until there's enough testing and contact tracing, no city or state can get a handle on the pandemic. And anybody who opens up without doing the adequate testing and contract tracing, you're just going to repeat the wave. You know, it's like a forest fire that's only 10% contained because the firefighters are busting their ass with leaky hoses and toy shovels. The chief refuses to issue gear until his ass is kissed. And you got a few jackasses back behind you who keep setting fresh blazes. Anyway, as far as events, in the email, I got pluggers of sorts from Greenpeace sending me an emotionally laden begging letter that mentioned International Day of Biodiversity without saying anywhere that it was that day. 
Oh, Project Records in the Great Northwest is always worth checking out at Bandcamp. They're always coming out with good stuff. And excellent jazz pianist and singer Jamie Lynn Fletcher is playing a socially distanced Memorial Day weekend set. Hey, she's still doing it today at Stone's Throw Winery in Door County, Wisconsin, a place that grows grapes transplanted from Napa Valley. Interesting. Uh, for the duration, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email, and I may add it to my Twitter feed if possible. Uh, the address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Transfer complete. Okay, in-grid practice. Yeah, while working on that bike gear and deciding which tarps to go after, I finished prepping the mobile power plant control box, aka the cheap-ass plastic dollar store tub that do tend to crack and split easily. So for the lid, I cut a piece of plastic panel to hold the actual components in place. Now, this is that last piece from my ill-conceived power box project. Because frankly, I don't really remember what I was going to do with 600 volts DC strapped to my hip once the AC part stopped working. <laughs> well, after laying out the components and making room for labels, I carefully cut holes to ensure a tight one millimeter margin. Now, there's no problem with the panel, but the pain in the ass was the plastic lid, which cracked anyway while I was dry fitting the different components. Next, I cut access holes for the power cables, the DC outlet, and a nice big slot for the charge controller uh, terminal block, because I want the charge controller to be at least right side up. Yeah. Uh, I stopped there though, because the next step would be to transfer the entire 100 watt doohickey directly over and start soldering the wires and stuff. But I still want a 200 watt unit. Even though I suspect that 300 watt constant current, constant voltage boost buck converter sold from just that one shop in Shenzhen and not being sold by anybody else on the planet, I think that's gotta be either some guy's weird one-off because he only had like two dozen of them. Or they're just flat out lying and selling a regular buck converter that you can find all over. Either way, no sale. That leaves the previous idea of using a 300 watt 20 amp buck unit and a 1200, 1800 watt 20 amp boost unit to give me separate voltage and current. But I haven't really nailed down yet whether or not that arrangement is even possible, though it's suggested in uh, hackerspace that this is what they used to do for power supplies. Now, good thing is these units both go for roughly about 20 bucks each, 
and they can be bought from Taiwan or Hong Kong. Well, until Chinese president for life, until he screws the pooch, Xi Jinping finishes curb stomping the protest leaders, which they are actively doing. So I'm going to go ahead and permanently mount and wire up everything for the 100 watt unit, except for the DC converters. And maybe next month I can order my 22 amp hour batteries and start going after my solar panels as I pretty much wrap up the bike packing gear well once I have the tent and figure out a, a little small bivy or something like that I need something with a bug net and I need to wrap this up so I can get on with doing practice camps before the end of summer hopefully okay uh, for this week's one more tune we close out with another number by Tres Machine, Rise. Nice piece.
well. Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Show notes are on the pod pages. Uh, send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, tell your friends, subscribe. And I've been fascinated lately by the Flat Earth Freaks. No, not the followers who swallow that wholesale BS videos and attend the conventions. No, I mean the scam artists who saw all the ancient aliens crack dealers making bank and said, hey, me too, pushing the consistently debunked theory that doesn't have a working model, just slick conspiracy theory double talk for why the globe model is supposedly fake. Well, anyway, I have a few points that I haven't seen covered yet in any of the other debunking videos, well, mainly because I haven't gotten around to every Simon Dan Flat Earth Friday video yet. <laughs> well, anyway, if the Earth is flat, doesn't move, and the universe rotates around it, why is it a round disk? Was it polishing? If the Earth is flat and covered by a dome of firmament, how do meteorites hit the Earth without breaking it, or even making ripples by going through it? And if the Earth is flat, how come I've never seen the Southern Cross in the night sky over Memphis, New Orleans, or Los Angeles? And no, don't even bring up Miami. Because yeah, you can see it only for a certain amount of time, uh, once a month a year, and you only catch it if you get up before dawn. And you know what? If you go north of Miami, once you get to Fort Lauderdale, which ain't that far north, you don't see it no more. And spare me the NASA CGI crap. When that technology didn't even exist until the mid-70s, when I was in high school. You know, if I made a YouTube video on this crap, and I could make a fake uh, flat earth video, yeah, something to do with Donuts in the sky? <laughs> oh yeah, I could. If I made a YouTube video like that, it would get more troll hits than anything I've ever posted. Which is sad. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for uh, maybe uh, Friday, June 12th. 2020. Well, yeah, let's go with that. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness. <laughs> <laughs>